0: No time, no location, no financial freedom is worth it without having any type of health issues, because then you can't enjoy any of it. So, health is just as important. It's gonna, it's got to be like kind of in that flywheel of these degrees of freedom. I just, I just hope that that helps your audience and, and helps you think about what to do. It's no secret
1: that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there, but how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Derek Clifford, and today we are the Two Smart Assets. For those not yet familiar with Derek, he is a successful multifamily real estate investor and founder of Elevate Equity. He retired himself from his full-time job back in September 2021, and today controls 350 plus apartment units worth over $40 million. Derek published his first uh, book titled Part-Time Real Estate Investing for Full-Time Professionals back in 2019, which has helped several people get started on the path of growing their passive income on the side while working a full-time corporate job. I know that applies to me, man. So I'd love to hear that. Uh, Derek, is he's also the host of Elevate Your Equity podcast, where he and his wife break down top performers in the investing space. And that's really just the tip of the iceberg to how much Derek has going on right now and how much value he's providing uh, to investors. So Derek, man, great to see you. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Danny. What a welcome. I just hope that I can live up to the welcome.
1: Oh, man, you're going to blow it out of the water. I have been following you for a while now, man. Just seeing the amount of stuff you're putting out and how much uh, you know, value you're providing to, to people like me. I've learned a ton from what you've been putting out as well uh, through your podcast and through the stuff on your website. So love to see that, man. Absolute honor to have you on the show. Uh, so let's just dive into it, man. We'd like to kick, kick off the show by hearing more about, about you, Derek, the guest. So tell us more about your background, uh, your story, and how you got to where you are today.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really funny that we both share uh, a common theme in chemical engineering. Uh, that's that's where uh, I Crazy. I always like to start the story, just because you know um, that it, it tells a lot about who the person is, what type of training they received, and you know, you can definitely tell throughout my career if you followed what I do uh, or people that know me. They definitely know that I'm an engineer with the way that my methodical brain works through things. And sometimes that's a really a good asset, right? And then on the name of the show, uh, but other times it can be a detriment too, depending on how it's used. So, you know, my story starts there. I'll just be really brief with this, but, you know, uh, started off chemical engineering, uh, went into the W2 world and started to get disillusioned from the W2 world by, you know, I was working with a client in the uh, consulting space, which is very common in oil and gas. And in the consulting space, um, I was figuring out how much value I was bringing to the client who I was driving to be there on site every day and basically be embedded in their processes and be an employee. And I saw how much money they were making from the improvements I was helping them with. Right. And I went to the parent company, my parent company, had told them, this is how much money I'm actually adding value for the client. How about you give me a percentage of that? And they're like, no, it doesn't work that way. And I'm like, well, why not? And they're like, because it just doesn't. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. And they're like, well, they shrug their shoulders. And, and I did the same. And this, I, I realized at that time, in talking with my wife, who is more entrepreneurial brained and minded, that I could not bring myself to be fully dependent on that single source of income anymore i had to find something different and new so i read the purple bible right read rich dad poor dad um got myself you know drinking the kool-aid there and as soon as i did like i you know i I couldn't stop reading this stuff i couldn't stop like learning more about this and we kind of got started investing in real estate on accident Uh, my wife had a condo that she had purchased in june of 2008 which was if you guys remember, just a couple of months before the giant crash, the meltdown, right? So she purchased it for two hundred fifty thousand um, dollars, and she was going to grad school, which was just down the road, just down the road. So it was like a block or two away from grad from her grad school. So that was why they bought it. Um, the property went from two hundred fifty thousand dollars to being worth about ninety in two months. So wow. it was underwater. After living there for like four or five years. Um, that property had recovered up to like 180 K, but when it came time for her to go to her, uh, residency in Northern California from Washington state, it's just too far. Like, you know, Mm. so she was thinking about selling it and, you know, we were like, well, you know what, like we can't afford to write a $70,000 check. We can like, we're just starving students, like living in the starving student mode, because I was going to grad school. She just graduated from grad school, getting a residency and there was no money available. So our only option was to rent out the place, and so when we rented out the place, um, as we're driving together from Washington down to Northern California, we got our first notification on our phone that said that you know we got our our first rent deposit was deposited, and that's when like the light bulbs went off for me, where it was like oh my gosh, like if we did this thing on accident, if we picked up a property and we were able to you know start cash flowing it and get some income from this this asset on accident, what would happen, Daniel, if we leaned into it and did it on purpose? And so then, you know, my engineering brain went to work, right? And we started like going learning everything we could about bigger pockets, you know, going in and, and getting educated, trying to understand how it all worked, um, got how it worked in theory. And then just kind of started from there, you know, invested on in our first property with my IRA money, you know, all cash, um, and then started doing it with leveraged money and doing turnkeys at the beginning and then doing our own portfolio and then just started scaling up into multifamily. But um, I'm kind of shortening the whole story uh, on the back end there because there was a lot of work involved and a lot of things to get from single family to multifamily space. Um, a lot of years of work and and sacrifice and effort. Uh, but you know that's how we got to where we are. And and you know once people see what you're doing and you're open about chatting with people about what it is that you're doing, they want to find out how they can be a part of that world, whether they want to do it themselves or hop in with you. Um, So that's kind of how it all it all started in a nutshell.
1: Love to hear that, man. And there's a lot of great stuff in there. And you know, kind of what we were talking about before the show, we found out we had a lot in common, uh, you know, being oil and gas engineering, all that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, you having that engineering mindset and then finding something by mistake, which actually happened to work very well, which was the real estate investing thing. You kind of got bitten by this bug and then your engineering brain kind of went to work. And as you know, once that goes to work, it's over from there because you're going to do a super, super deep dive and you're going to just go all in on it and learn everything about it. So I think that's, what happened was really you were primed to be in that position, right? Just from that engineering background, going to college and all that stuff, you were primed to do, uh, you know, what you're passionate about, right. Or what you really thought was going to be, uh, you going forward. So love to hear that, man. And, you know, obviously you guys are helping other people invest as well. And I kind of want to touch on that first, if you're okay with that. So, um, In your intro, we mentioned we mentioned your book, you know, part-time real estate investing for full-time professionals, and I, I really like the title of this book, man. I mean, I just it's it spe- I know it speaks to a lot of people. It speaks to me because you know I have a, a W two job, full-time employee, right? So I love to hear this, and it it sounds um, pretty self-explanatory, right? But you know, if you can give us an overview of this book, uh, and you know what it's about, what it encompasses, and you know, obviously you are a W two employee at one point, but why why is this topic so important to you?
0: Yeah, you know, like I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what real estate investing is. A lot of people don't understand how what it is, how it works, uh, and why it's it's for them. Because really, there is a place for real estate investing in everyone's portfolio. Um, Some people like me, it's very heavy, right? Like it's almost all of my investment is is in real estate investing. That's how much I believe in this, right? In any event, I think that um, the misconceptions don't deserve to be there. So I create I created a book. Um, that was geared towards people who don't have time to really, uh, you know, learn a whole bunch of terminology. I kind of did all of that and built uh, something that was very visual. There's like 50 images in the book. I created them all myself. Like I did all of them by myself. um, And it was, it's my way of being, uh, because I like to see things in one, all on one page. That's, again, my engineering brain at work. I like to see how the whole process works in one page. So I did that with the burn method, 1031s, um, how equity increases work, the five ways you make money. I have images for all that in my book. Uh, And half of the book is mindset. What to expect, how to get your spouse on board, right? The advantages, the disadvantages, um, common pitfalls things that I wish I had known before I started, that's half the book, right? And then the things that you need to be aware of to invest in your own brain, right? Before you get started with something like this, because there is no point to get involved in real estate investing if you're not committed, because the worst thing that can happen is you don't understand the whole process, you buy a rental and you're like, oh, this isn't for me. And then you decide to dump it and then you look at your bank account and you're $10,000 less, right? So that's not what I want. I want everyone to understand the basics and the resources that you need and to know when you're ready to invest in real estate. There's actual formula that you need to have kind of ready if you're going to start buying single families on your own. And then the second half of the book is dedicated to tactics like we know how to underwrite properties, what to look for in property managers, going out and planning your first logistical visit to your market, right? Because I highly recommend always buying out of state. Don't let the market that you live in determine where you're going to invest we're we're in the age of the internet now. People can take videos and photos. You don't need to be there next to the property. I know some people want to be and that's that's okay, but I think that you're holding yourself back if you're going to do that. So, having that piece there is is all it's all there. The blueprint is there and I even go into the detail Danny of explaining like this is the timeline of what I did as in, in a true project management professional type of way like I because I was a project manager when I when I left the W2 world. I basically said, okay, from beginning, this is where I started to get my first property under contract and getting it going. This is activity number one, like a Gantt chart basically. This is how it how long it took me to get my first one. And then I showed you how long it took to get my second one and it was significantly shorter. And then I keep like explaining it like what it is that it's going to take for you to to get out there. And the difference between harvesting your returns and taking your profits and re it back into the business. There's a big difference there with the compounding versus not compounding. And so we kind of go through all of that in the book. It's a lot to think about, but there's a lot in there and it's all visual and meant for people who are trying to get started and want to find an escape or a different way to live their life and create a life for themselves outside of depending on a W2.
1: Man, I love to hear that. And there's, you know, just to bring it up before we go into the next uh, topic, whatever, as you know, you mentioned mindset being basically about half the book, right? And the one thing I know when I first started, I kind of thought the mindset thing was kind of, you know, la di da type stuff, you know? And I yep. I, I, I kind of resisted it for a while, right? And, you know, I I kind of halfway dove into it, but the rest of it was like, man, I don't I don't need to focus on this, but you're absolutely right. And that's why half the book was dedicated to that, right? Because if you don't have that mindset set from the beginning as the foundation, you're gonna run into problems, um, basically with anything, right? So I think that's massive that you put that in your book, at least, you know, a big proportion of it. And the rest of it, the way you've kind of described it and, you know, spelled it out for people to read, I, man, I got to tell you, it sounds like the perfect book, you know, just for anybody who's awesome. trying to get started in this. So, man, I, I think I think Thank everybody you. who's looking to get uh, into real estate investing should check this out. So, but it's one thing I wanted to touch on that you mentioned is that, uh, you know, um, you're educating folks on how to get started and, and succeed both, you know, on the active side and passive side property, right? You're checking both sides there, see which one's best for, mm-hmm. for everybody. But as you know very well, understanding, you know, which investment strategy Uh, works best for you is very important uh is very important part of doing this right because you need to know who you are as an investor right so as you speak with you know people who are looking to who are reading your book or people who are looking to become investors uh what are some of the key factors in helping them determine whether they should be on the active side or the passive side because I think that's one thing that you got to be really clear about before you start.
0: Yeah great great question I think um it comes down to assessing where you are risk tolerance wise like where are you? Because you know, there's a spectrum of risk and reward, right? And um, basically, even inside of real estate investing, there's high risk activities and high risk, high return activities, they both go hand in hand, and there's low return and low risk activities or risk less riskier. And so you have to know where you are on that spectrum. There's a lot of reasons. And there's no right answer, right? If you're a hands on person, and you like to take risks, then I can tell you, you know, those are the two things that I kind of ascertain when I'm talking with new investors is those people are the ones that, um, that are going to do well doing single families and small multifamily joint ventures with themselves and their family, right? Those people are going to do really well because they're going to stick with it. Are you with it long-term? Are you, do you want this to be something that's a business that's going to be expanded? Or Do you want to leave your W-2 or do you just want some passive income on the side? like You just want a diversification thing. Those are two separate things to think about too. Because, you know, one person may say, well, I don't want to take a lot of risk. I don't want the return, but I want a long-term thing that I may recommend that you still do your own portfolio just to learn the basics. Mm-hmm. So it's a combination of those factors that kind of, you know, help me advise or, or help, you know, an investor inform themselves as to which path is right for them. But I think that a lot of people understand where it is. And, and it comes down to if, if there is one thing is, are you happy with your W-2? If you're happy with your W-2 and what you do on an active business day to day, most likely the passive investing is going to be right for you. If you're craving something different and you have the entrepreneurial itch or you've been looking for something to be your own boss um, or you just you just want to get dirty, you're a curious, busy mind, then being actively involved in real estate investing is for you. So a lot of things to consider there. And it's just kind of a hodgepodge. But that's the best that I can do right now for for the time we have.
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. And I appreciate you going to that level of detail because really, you know, hammering out who you are as an investor, I think is probably one of the most important things because you could go in to be an an active investor and find out very quickly that was not the right route. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen, I don't have the time or the wherewithal to go in and do this because maybe I am a busy W-2 professional and this isn't the route. Maybe I should go passive and give up some of that control to get a return because I don't have the time. So I think that's that's huge. And I love that explanation. Uh, So, let's dive into something else real quick, Derek, you mentioned something earlier. um, And just building on top of that, you know, we both know that real estate investing is it's a team sport, right? There there are a few key roles that are really vital for running a successful real estate business. But you hit on something earlier that I thought was very interesting. And then I know from your background, from hearing you on other podcasts and our conversation before, but that was the importance of being on the same page as your spouse, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm not married, but I think I can visualize how things could go wrong pretty quickly here if you're not, if it's not <laughs> done correctly, right? So uh, uh, I didn't yeah. get that vision. So, you know, what are some yeah. of the challenges you face by bringing both you and, and your wife uh, into the business?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, first I want to I want to add one thing here too, um, to to underscore what you said about how you can visualize things not going well with your spouse. So I want the listeners and and you to visualize in your head, okay, it's not hard to see what happens if you make an investment in real estate without your spouse and being involved and it goes wrong. That that's pretty easy to understand. My gosh, like you could lose tens. You know, thousands, you know a whole bunch, like tens of thousands, is what I meant to say, yeah. uh, in, in this, right? or maybe even a hundred thousand. It, it just depends on what you do. But um, if things go well, okay, people don't think about this, and your spouse is not on board and they're watching what you're doing. You're making all this money, and what do you do? You take that money, and if you're doing this right, the way that most mentors teach you to do it, you're reinjecting it into the business, mm-hmm. okay. What do you think that's, how do you think that's going to come across with your spouse when you're spending all of your time and energy, right? With this business, you have all these profits and now you're putting it right back in. How do you think they're going to feel about that? Right? So I just, I I encourage people to think about the fact that if you don't have your spouse on board, if you win with investing, you're going to lose with your spouse if they're not on board. And even if you like both ways, you're just kind of, it's not good. So, so what you said as far what you asked as far as like challenges, right? Challenges that come in. Um, I think that it's finding the groove. It's finding, you know, who is good at what, um, it's being positive, being supportive, uh, listening to what the other person says and talking about vision first, like having a vision and having ground rules for what that vision conversation is like, because if you have a, a vision for the next three to five years, right. And you both want to be traveling the world, retired, you know, enjoying each other and and the surroundings around you, right? That needs to be something that your spouse is going to be able to sacrifice something to help get you there. So whether they pick up the kids and they take care of all the kids for you, or they cook for you, um, or they give you a physical space and a time space for you to do your work on this, if you, they have, if you have their permission, because you're common on the vision. Then it's going to be so much better. So whether they're actively in the business or passively in the business, supporting you in the background, they're still with you as a partner. So it's really important to understand that. And one last thing I'm going to say about this, Danny, just not to take up too much time, is that when you have that conversation about vision, make sure that one there's no kids around, and you don't. It's like a good situation to have the conversation, right? Like make sure that that's there. Number two, um, for every ninety nine there should be for every one I there should be 99 wheeze. Okay, so basically, you need to keep using the word wees and ours and not me and mine, right? And yours, it needs to be all plural. That's number two. Number three is, there should be no um, negative, like, there's no room for negativity. It's all positive and openness, right? So if someone suggests something that doesn't, that doesn't agree with what you're saying, you're like, Okay, Here's what I think. Like, just don't shut things down. Like, just keep the positive energy flowing, right? Because that's where you're going to start to see a lot of success. Anyway, that's good enough for now for for what we have.
1: Dude, I'm so glad you brought that up because I was just going to ask. You know, after we brought after that topic was like, how do you begin this conversation, or what does that conversation look like, and what kind of questions should you be asking? So that is absolutely perfect, and I'm so glad you brought that up too because you got to look at both sides. What you know, you're talking about whether you're, the real estate investing stuff goes well or it goes it goes poorly. It's a lose lose if you're not on the same page. You know what I'm saying? So hundred percent. I think, I think yeah. that's absolutely massive you brought that up because it's easy to see one side, but you know, you might not see the other side. So I think that's that's huge, man. And so I appreciate you going that level of detail. And I think we could probably dive into that for another hour, just that topic. You oh know, yeah. But-
0: There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: there's I do want to, I do, I do want to talk about something else uh, real quick. So uh, there's one thing I've noticed uh, kind of in your marketing and from what we've, you know, from previous stuff that I've seen from you guys is basically like using your spouse uh, or unlocking the three plus, Three plus one degrees of freedom uh, uh, by leveraging your spouse. So maybe take some time. Tell us what the three plus one degrees of freedom are, and then maybe we can dive into that other stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll try to keep this brief here too. Um, so when a lot of people think about financial freedom, they think about this massive mountain in front of them. It's like, how in the world are they going to generate enough net worth to be able to have them live off of that? Right? Like, it's just it's crazy. And so what I would encourage people to do is start thinking about it in layers. So each time you unlock a degree of freedom, we know as engineers that you, you start to gain like this, like a whole new way way of living, a whole new perspective, right? And each layer, you get exponentially more options, right? With each, with each degree of freedom that you unlock, right? And so the three degrees of freedom is location freedom, right? Then there's time freedom, and then finally financial. And then of course, there's the underpinning of health. That's the plus one. Okay. Now, real quickly, just going through these. The uh, location freedom is something that you could probably enable with your W-2 employer. um, If you have someone that's flexible and that allows you to say, okay, you can work online. Um, If you don't have that, then maybe it's worth thinking about getting an employment situation where you can work remotely from anywhere, um, just because that allows you to travel anywhere. So you're in a way, you're getting closer to your ideal life by being able to choose with intention where you want to live. From moment to moment, okay, and you can pick up and go anytime you want. In theory, okay, that's number one. Number two is time freedom. This is where you're you've been working remote for a little while, right? And your supervisors and your team sees that you've actually been doing much better because you're more filled. You can live anywhere. You can do what you want. You can be where you want to be. Now they start to disassociate the tracking of your time to just getting your results done mm. on your job, okay. Right. Now you're at a point where you're starting to create time freedom for yourself because you're like, look, I just want to get my stuff done. And your employer's like, okay, deal. Like, just get your stuff done. We'll pay your salary. And then if you're really good at what you do and you think about processes and systems, and there's tons of books out there on this, then you can have time and location freedom with your W 2. Right. You're not going to have full time freedom, but I think you understand what I mean. You can work maybe 10 or two, two days out of the week and just get that hammer taken care of. And then the third is financial freedom. That's when, you know, you've been doing this long enough um, to where, you know, you can start building up your assets on the side and then having that. And the reason why you tackle it in layers is because each layer you unlock, your mindset is growing. And every time you grow mindset wise, it's hard for me to, uh, and and you just have to trust me that this works. And then the third is financial freedom. That's when, you know, you've been doing this long enough um, to where, you know, you can start building up your assets on the side. And then having that, and the reason why you tackle it in layers is because each layer you unlock, your mindset is growing. And every time you grow mindset wise, you know, you have time and location freedom, and you're looking at this financial freedom and you're out on vacation because you've been able to go to Bora Bora or something, right? Because of this time and location freedom you have, and an opportunity comes up because some guy you met in the bar, right? And they want to hire you because they have a a product or something that's going on. And they just want you to do this, this, this thing, or, you know, they want you to be a part of the organization that's more sales-based or whatever. Um, And as a result of executing on that, you make a million bucks in commissions and you're done. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys is like, these are layers that you should be walking to become more authentically who you are as a person. And as you do that, things will come up. Life presents you with opportunities and you'll be there to seize it because your, your mindset's there. So that's the three degrees of freedom. And then the underpinning of health is obviously no wealth, no time, no location, no financial freedom is worth it without having any type of health issues because then you can't enjoy any of it. So health is just as important. It's got to it's be like kind of in that flywheel of these degrees of freedom. I just, I just hope that that helps your audience and, and helps you think about what to do.
1: Dude, I, that is absolutely massive. I know that it helped me and I love hearing that. And so just, just you know, breaking that down, the way the way you broke it down there is, is is huge. And I love the way that, you know, you can peel this back in layers. You don't have to tackle it all at one time, right? You just do it one at a time and get that knocked out. I think it's absolutely massive. And I love your point with, you know, as you begin to do these things and you tackle these uh, these degrees of freedom, your mindset is just going to grow and grow and grow. And then eventually, after you keep accumulating these degrees of freedom, you're putting yourself in the path of progress, basically, to have an opportunity to come where you'll be ready and really just kind of hit the jackpot on that point, you know, or whatever it may be, right? Uh, so yeah. I absolutely love to hear that. And even on top of that, man, the one thing I know uh, for sure is you are actually living those degrees of freedom yourself, you know, from our <laughs> previous conversation. So so if anybody's going to take this for for, for for solid word, I think you got to take it from you, Derek, because you are actually living these degrees of freedom, man. So, absolutely love to hear that. Dude, I, I really think we could probably go on for another hour, at least minimum, talking about this kind of stuff. But, you know, we're short on time. We got to get you out of here. Uh, before we do that, though, tell us more of anything else you have going on in your company, uh, anything else you have, man. Just tell us about it.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, Danny, it was a pleasure being on here and I really loved it. Uh, we have our own podcast as well, which I think we have, uh, we need to, we need to have you on ours as well, which is called the Elevate Your Equity Podcast. Um, check us out there, or just go to our, uh, website at elevateequity.org. And then for those listening, we have, um, a special, uh, five pillar blueprint, uh, five things that we we're working on at the same time while working a full-time job. Um, It's just a free PDF that you can get. Just go to elevateequity.org forward slash podcast gift to get that. Um, And then you'll you'll have that in your inbox. You can look at that and see how to uh, create financial freedom eventually uh, for you and your family. Dude, that is absolutely
1: massive. We're going to make sure to put that in the show notes, Derek. And I got to tell our listeners right now, if you haven't already done so, check out Derek's podcast, Absolute Fire. Go to his website. A ton of great stuff on there, whether you're active or passive. uh, This is where you need to be looking. So Derek, man, again, I'm honored to have you on the show. It's been a complete pleasure. Uh, Thank you again for taking the time to speak to me today.
0: It's been amazing. Thanks, Danny. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, real quick before we get out of here, do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review for the podcast. We're always looking to bring you guys the best insights and strategies for building our real estate portfolios and your ratings and reviews really help with getting top guest speakers that are the best in the real estate investing business. I promise this will only
0: take you a few seconds and I really appreciate it. Thanks for being awesome guys. Cheers.